We are in Perik Vav Yeshayahu, Pasuk Aleph Bishnas Mos Hamelech Uziyahu. And the one thing we can guarantee this morning is that in this Perik, there are more questions than there are going to be answers. The first one is the Mephoshim agree unanimously that Perik Vav is really the first parak of Yeshayahu. This is the parak where he is called, or more accurately volunteers, to be a prophet. Why have we learned five prakim before that? Why is this sixth? We don't know. We don't know the reason it's placed here. Two, the topic of parak Vav, Masei Merchava, the vision of the chariots is its literal translation, is one of the most puzzling, confounding, inexplicable episodes in all of Tanakh. So much so, so deep and convoluted is it, that if I may read you the Mishnah in Chagiga, Yud Aleph, Amud Beis, Ein Dorshim Ba'arayos, the Mishnah says we don't teach or discuss or expound on forbidden unions, Bishlosha. Uh, unless there are three people. Below the Masa Bereshis, not on Ma certain of creation, Bishnayim. Below the Merkava, on Masa Merkava, Biyokid, not even one person. Ella im Kain hu hacha umovin midato. Unless that person was a scholar who could arrive at an understanding on his own. In other words, it is so complex, this question, Masa Merkava, is the vision Yeshayahu had of the Malachim in heaven, seeing, as he says, the Kaddish Baruch Hu, the angels, the concept of what they are and what they do and what their rituals are, it's just beyond man's understanding. Rav Schwab puts it in an excellent marshal, it's like telling a man who has been blind from birth colors, teaching green, blue, yellow, red. He's heard the names, but he has no conception of what that means. So are we, mortal men. We don't know what they're talking about with these malachim and the different levels of malachim and their uh, praise to Kaddish Baruch Hu and their mobility or lack of mobility. It's just something beyond human comprehension. And as the Gemara is filled with stories of Gedolim, who A, wouldn't teach it, and B, wouldn't learn it themselves. It's far too complex. Also, we would point out, there is another chapter that deals with Masa Merkava. It's the more famous chapter. It's in the Navi Yecheskel, or Ezekiel, Perak Aleph. It is longer, it is more detailed. And so the question is, why? And the Radak gives us a wonderful answer. Um, the Radak says that the answer why this is, uh, and he pulls no punches, he says, everything Yechezkel says, why is he so much shorter and so more sparse on details? Yechezkel, what do you compare Yechezkel to? Lebenkfar. A small town, a small village, a country hick, as it were. Shiraz Hamelech, 
who sees the king. It's exciting. You can't talk enough about it. Yeshayahu Levin Krach. He's a big city person. And remember, Yeshayahu was the son of a Navi, the nephew of the king. He lived in the palace. He's used to this grandeur and penalty. So he describes it in the shortest terms. Ezra isn't in Israel. Ezra's in Bavel. There is no base on Mikdash. So therefore, he does in greater detail. We're going to see there's difference. Uh, for example, in Yeshayahu's vision, he sees the Malach having six wings. Yechezkel has four. And say the Mephoshim, that is an explanation as to um, the diminution of Eretz Yisrael. They didn't go us. They're in... Um, uh, certainly no base Amikdash has been destroyed. So there's a lesser degree of Kedusha. Moreover, let's begin, and you'll see that there are, in fact, even more questions. Bishnas Mos Hamelech Uziyahu. It is the year of the death of Uziyahu. It may not be the death of Uziyahu in the physical sense. We have learned that very interesting story. Remember, Ziyahu rules, king of Yehuda, 52 years. He is an excellent king. He is a Yerashamayim. He rebuilds and beautifies the city of Yerushalayim. He extends Yehuda's borders by conquest. He makes Yehuda a, a commercial power. Everything is going well until the 27th year of his reign, where he does something inexplicable, really stupid for want of a better term. He reasons to himself, he's let it all go to his head, that, look, Kaddish Baruch Hu is king and supreme in his own domain. I, Uziyo, am supreme in my domain here in Yerushalayim. And he goes to the base Hamikdash, and he decides that he can serve as the Kohen. He picks up a pan with the Ketores, the incense, and it begins to start the Avoda against the objections of the Kohanim. It's a big Avera, a mortal person or a, a plain person as opposed to a Kohen, just cannot perform the Avoda. It's a very strict Isur. But he is going to perform the avodah with the Ketores. No sooner does he start, he is stricken with a white spot of saras on his forehead. And because um, everyone knows that a one who is a mitzorah cannot conduct uh, the avodah, and any person, even a kohen, cannot conduct the avodah with mitzorah. And for the next 25 years of his reign, he is secluded in his palace. His son, Yosam, rules in his stead, very quietly, but in his name. Uh, everything is issued as if he is still king. But we know the Torah tells us that a mitzvah is considered like a mace, so that he is considered dead. And that may be what Pasuk Aleph is saying, that it was a terrible Avera. He's considered to have died in his 27th year. There are 25 more years. That's when this vision is given. Continues Yishayahu. 
Yosheir al Kisei Ram Venisa. And I see the Kaddish Baruch Hu sitting on the throne, elevated, etc. Beshulav Malayim is And the bottom of it fills the Hechel. First, how could Yeshayahu see Pnei Hashem? We know that the Kaddish Baruch Hu tells Moshe that no one can see my face and live. So how does Yeshayahu do it? And we're going to see later on, when he's killed by Menashe, the evil King Menashe, who is his uh, grandfather, Menashe challenges him. The Gemara in Yavamo says it, and I'll just paraphrase it. Menashe says, you said you saw the face of the Kodesh Baruch Hu. You can't. It's, it's impossible. You must be a false prophet, and a false prophet can be put to death. But Hilly, wouldn't it be true that he didn't actually see with his eyes, because he was having a vision or a dream, whatever, right? So is that different? That he saw, that he deserved, he says, you got to take a run. He, he didn't see with his eyes because he was not, you know, is having a vision or... Well, all right, so then I'm gonna, just, the Rambam explains it in this sense. Yeah. The Rambam says Moshe, when he sees the Kaddish Baruch he sees it with what we call aspaklaria hamira, like a mirror that is clear, that he has a total vision of what he saw of the Kaddish Baruch The rest of the Nevi'im, and there are other Nevi'im, it's aspaklaria she'eno mi'ira. It's a hazy vision, looking into a mirror that's smeared or stained or veined. That's what Yeshayahu sees. But he does claim to see the Kaddish Baruch the foot of the throne, the bottom of the throne fills the heichal. Well, why the bottom of the throne? Where is the rest of the throne? Say the Mephoshim, this is the beginning of the process of withdrawal of the Kaddish Baruch Hu from the Beis HaMikdash. It's 130 years to go before the destruction, but already we see the throne is outside of the heichal, just the footstool. So that's just Perik Aleph, all the questions it raised. So now continues Yeshayahu in, sorry, in Pasuk Aleph. Now in Pasuk Beis, Srofim Omdin Mimalo Sheish Knofim Sheish Knofim. He sees Srofim. The Rambam tells us in Hilchos Malachim that there are 10 levels of Malachim. Just a few there, the Chayos, which are the top, they're the Ophanim, the Elim, the Shimanim. The Seraphim are right there in the middle. They are the fifth level, and as their name connotes, it's fire. They are consisting of all fire, if it's possible to even contemplate that. And they attend the Kaddish Baruch Hu as the other angels. So they are covered with six wings. Um, they are covering their face to not to see the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Two, they cover their feet, as the Radak says, Snius, modesty. And with two, they fly, and they really, the Malachim really fly. The wings are more or less the movement. As they move, it's as if they're flying. 
This is the vision Yeshayahu sees. The Karazel Zeb, and they call to each other. The Omar Kadosh, 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 Hashem Svaoth. Holy three times is the Kaddish Baruch Hu who commands the world. Melo the world is filled with his glory. And the question is, Kaddish, 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 are they saying, you know, holy, 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 they reciting that as part of the litany uh, for the Kaddish Baruch Hu, or is, is the Radak and other Mephoshim say, Kaddish is the name they call each other. It's like saying, Kaddish, you holy one, let us get together, let us assemble and sing the glories of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So is, that three, is that why three? Because there's three Malachim there, or three Sarachim? Like, why three times? Is that for... Why three times? Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. That's a very good question. Um, it is Kineged, the words, Kineged 6, Baruch Shem Kavod Malchus Olam Ve'ed. So it's Kaddish, Kaddish, Hashem Tzvos, Malach Olam Kavodo. You gotta fit that in. But yeah, homework. Why three times Kadosh and not anymore? But in any case, some of Farshim say they are calling the Kadosh Baruch Kadosh Kadosh. Some say they are calling to each other. It's the name they apply to each other. We know, and David, I am so glad you're here for this. We know that we repeat that Kadusha in Ubalatzion. Just said it for Shachris. We repeat the Kadosh, 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 both in Hebrew and Aramaic. And one of the reasons a person in Avelis or a yard site is encouraged to read that part as the Shaliyat Zibur of Olatzion is that he gets that special scar of reciting it. It's supposed to be a schooler, that to recite it is a big, big um, schooler for whatever it is that it's to provide. And that is why they always send the Avel. If you're an Avelist, they say, whatever you do, do Olatzion. So in that spirit, we hope it accomplishes, it brings you uh, an alias neshama and um, just simchas. So, continues, Vayagu Amos Hasipim, Vayanu Amos Hasipim. And I heard, I see the pillars shake. So, we can say that the pillars shake because of the kavod, the kadusha, the malachim. There are others that say no. Vayanu Amos Hasipim, it shakes mikol hakarei v'habayisim malei asham from the voice of the Kaddish Baruch and the heichal is filled with smoke. Some say this is the earthquake. What earthquake? It is an earthquake described elsewhere in an incident, as we saw with Uziyahu, when he does the uh, or attempts to do the avoda. There is an earthquake in the base Hamikdash. So here's another unanswered question. That incident isn't recorded in Malachim. It is recorded, though, in Divri Hayomim in explicit detail. Why? Again, we don't know. But there is an earthquake that shatters the Hecha. The Omar, Oili Kinid Meiski Ish Tames Anochi. I see, I've seen the face of the Kodesh Baruch Hu, he said, and I, I'm an Ish Tame. Um, and now he does an unpardonable thing, Yeshayahu. He says, and I am amongst a nation of Tomei. Yoshe, I dwell. Uh, 
Hashem because I have seen the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Again, he adheres to that. He saw the Kaddish Baruch Hu. But no one told him to say that he lives among Tomei people, that the Jews are Tomei. It's an unpardonable uh, sin. And he pays for it that in his death by Menashe, some say he is stricken on the lips, those same lips that uttered that. And it is considered a very serious Avera. You don't call your people Tomei if you're not being commanded as a Navi to do so. Now, one of the Malachim, as it were, of the Seraphim, fly to him, Minasrafim, Uvyado Ritzma, and in his hand is a glowing hot coal. He takes it with tongues. Question is, if he's a Malach, completely a fire, why does he need tongues to take up the coal? Because he can't get burnt. But he takes the tongues probably to protect Yeshayahu. By Yiga Alpi, he puts the coal on my lips. That is to atone for that verbal error of describing B'nai Yisrael as Tomei. By Yiga Alpi, by Yomer Hineno Gazel Swatecha, magically or interestingly, Yeshayahu does not get burnt. Vesor Avonecha Vechatoscha Techaper, tells him that this will remove this sin you have made of defaming your fellow B'nai Yisrael, and you will be atoned for your sin. And so, the Eshma is called Adonai, so I've heard the voice of the call mayor, now says, it's as if the Kodesh Baruch was speaking to the Seraphim. He doesn't have to, but it's considered as a, sort of the Anivus of the Kodesh Baruch Let's counsel together. Who can I send to possibly redress this terrible uh, Avera B'nai Israel did in Yoshiyahu and to get the um, get the nation on a tshuva track as it was? The Omar and I said, Hinini Shlachani, send me. He's the only prophet ever that volunteers for the mission. These people, they hear, they listen, they don't understand what they're listening to. And they see, but they don't know what they are seeing. The message Yeshayahu delivers and the seemingly irrevocable punishment that is coming to B'nai Yisrael in Yitzhah Hashem we will reach on Monday morning, 8.45 a.m. Ad Khan.